This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. It feels like cyber attacks are happening almost every day lately. still figuring out the impact of the solar winds attack which was one of the largest cyber attacks in history but the problem seems to be getting even worse hackers breached new york city's mta back in april a few weeks ago the colonial pipeline was the target of a ransomware attack and a similar attack shut down jbs foods the world's largest meat supplier just this week while we're used to seeing cyber attacks go after big targets the fact that hackers are now going after our food supply is particularly scary Recode Sarah Morrison has been covering the JBS attack and is here to explain. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. So tell us what happened last Sunday, according to JBS Foods. Was this the work of a vegan terrorist organization? Well, uh, I, I don't know the dietary uh, habits of the uh, people who believe to be behind it, but I don't think that that was the primary motivation. We basically got something similar to you know the colonial pipeline attack, which is you know, ransomware shut down uh, some of a major company's systems, which, you know, causes disruption to what those companies provide. Uh, with Colonial Pipeline, obviously, it was oil. In this case, it's meat. And just very briefly, what ransomware does is it's just malware that will encrypt the targets or the victim systems so they can't use them. And then the attackers basically demand a ransom to unlock those systems. So if you're a business that needs access restored as soon as possible, or if it'll cost you more to lose time than the ransom costs, you're just going to pay. And so JBS, like you said, is one of the world's largest meat producers. It has operations in several countries, including the United States, and its systems in like North America and um, Australia were affected here. So what it looks like is that it caused, you know, all of its beef facilities to shut down, uh, Australia's slaughterhouses were shut down, and I think one Canadian uh, facility was also. Uh, the good news is most of them appear to be back within a few days. So it doesn't appear to have caused or you know, will cause much of a disruption here, for the average consumer at least. Do we have any idea of who is behind the attack or how much the ransom was exactly? So the FBI just confirmed that it's a group very similar to the one that attacked the pipeline, which is sort of Russia, Eastern European linked, um, basically a business, which sells like ransomware as a service. So they provide ransomware and I think ransom collection sort of uh, operations to partners for a fee. They haven't said how much the ransom they demanded is. Uh, JBS actually has never even said it was a ransomware attack. It was the White House that said it. Um, and then obviously they haven't said if they've paid it or how much was demanded. Colonial Pipeline was apparently they did pay about four and a half million dollars, which was in Bitcoin. So it's probably worth a little less now. But yeah, again, for this particular one, we, we, we don't know yet. So it could be a state level actor, sort of like the Russian hackers who went after the 2016 election. But you're actually saying it might be some kind of startup? Yeah, so it's believed to be basically a criminal organization that offers ransomware services to, to people who, who buy them. 
so it's sort of a, a business. And why do you think we're seeing a rise in these kinds of cyber attacks right now? So in terms of ransomware, there's probably a couple factors here. I mean, ransomware has been a thing for several years. Uh, crypto has made it easier to get these ransoms and, you know, not have them traced back to the attackers. Over time, these ransomware operations have gotten much more like sophisticated now. As I said, they're like businesses and they make money. You know, the ransoms are getting paid. So obviously that's a big motivation to continue to ask for them. Uh, and I think the pandemic and more people working from home has given attackers like more vectors to attack. And, you know, obviously we're seeing them become more emboldened and attacking more visible targets that we hear more about. And when these attacks happen, like the the pipeline attack, the attack on the meat industry, public transit, who takes the hit? Is it the consumer? Are we going to end up paying more for stake now? Or is it the company that has to, to pay up or both? So it really depends. You know, when it's a small business, the attacks are, they can be like devastating uh, to the business. You know, when it's a large corporation or a government system, you know, the hit is almost certainly going to be taken by, you know, the customer or the taxpayer, you know, one way or the other. But even, you know, uh, when hospitals are attacked, you know, you could see effects on, you know, the patients if their appointments are delayed or canceled. With this particular attack, uh, there was a JBS employee who told CNN, you know, she didn't get paid for the days that her plant was shut down and she lives paycheck to paycheck. So, you know, obviously she would have taken a a big hit as well. Where do things stand with JBS now? Are they going to start up operations again? Uh, again, we, we don't know if they've paid the ransom or not, uh, but they've said we've gotten things back or we will be getting things back online pretty quickly, probably by the end of today, Thursday. Uh, they said, you know, we had a plan in place for this. We have backup systems. We're restoring them. But we don't know if, if they paid a ransom or how much that might have helped them get things back online. The storyline is starting to sound so familiar because I feel like we're hearing about a new one every week. Is there anything that can be done to stop these attacks in the future? Before some of these like high profile ones, you know, we would hear that the best targets were the ones that, you know, you either knew would be easy to to attack, like smaller cities, towns, businesses uh, that didn't have good cybersecurity in the first place. And then the healthcare industry was another one because it's so urgent you get those systems back online and they're more likely to pay the ransom. So, you know, if no one paid a ransom ever, like that would take a lot of the financial motivation out of this. But that's, you know, easier said than done, obviously. These places you can buy insurance for attacks, but that doesn't stop them from happening in the first place. It just helps you out if they do. Um, so in terms of what can be done to prevent them, we have the, the FBI investigating them. Maybe something happens there. Apparently, Biden is going to be talking to Putin to say, maybe you should discourage these attackers who are apparently coming from your country. And then the White House yesterday sent out a memo to, I think, business leaders telling them they needed to really step up and protect their systems and has some tips. Biden issued an executive order right after the colonial pipeline attack. But that was actually a response to the solar winds attack on the, on the federal government, which was not a ransomware attack, actually. And that just had like various steps and measures the federal government was going to be taking to protect its systems and like requirements for private sector companies that, you know, do business with the federal government. Those don't apply to the companies that don't do business with the federal government. So this is a problem we've known about for years. It seems it's getting worse. And I mean, if it was easily solved, you know, it would have been by now. Obviously, it's not. Well, if cryptocurrency like Bitcoin is part of the problem and maybe making the problem worse, why not just regulate Bitcoin? 
Well, I mean, um, how? If, you know, it's a global currency. So if, you know, one country, ours, you know, even the United States tries to regulate it, you can't control what the rest of the world does. I mean, it's pretty much like internet regulations. What applies in one country is, is just not going to apply to others. So pretty easy to get around those. Sarah, thanks for joining us and explaining all this. It sounds like there's going to be the opportunity for a lot more cybersecurity coverage in the future. As always, you can follow all of Sarah's work at Recode.net. 